there was an idea that two nerdy pastors would come together and geek out about the things they love. Welcome to the Pastors Assemble Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the Pastors Assemble Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Coco, and with me once again, as is usual, is my buddy Sinister Minister. David, how you doing this morning, man? Hey, doing well. Yourself? Uh, I'm doing better than yesterday. Um, Good. I think I, I, think I had a rough small, yesterday. I think I had a small heat stroke yesterday, or just heat exhaustion or heat sickness. I don't know what the official thing is. It's not like I went to the doctor or anything. But uh, our car AC has been the rear blower on the AC has not worked for a while, uh, and the front AC has been cooling, but it seems like it was having some trouble and so uh we were finally going to take it to the shop yesterday because we actually have some money um to to try and pay for it uh, some what some money yeah I know. what's that <laughs> yeah it's it's in short supply around here but uh, <laughs> you got a wife our, and kids what is what is money? our uh <laughs> trash as far as our children are concerned i think um because it seems to get thrown away just as quickly uh but we (laughs) anyway uh our children like to stockpile things in the back seat yes so we were trying to clear that out because i was like they're gonna have to take this panel off and stuff i don't want them having to wade around and all this stuff so we did like a whole well it was the box our window unit came in i filled that box to the top with stuff that was not trash and then filled a whole trash bag full of trash so our children are gonna get a talk or two about how they treat the backseat of the car but um you know <laughs> over the last year of you know crystal basically being a single mom for most of the year and me dealing with chemo and recovery that some things just don't get addressed as often as they should uh so anyway we're gonna be dropping 2300 bucks today or tomorrow to get our car fixed but they're it's gonna have AC, and since Texas has relocated to the surface of the sun for the summer, AC is kind of important down here. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's gonna be fun to to drop that amount of cash all at once on necessities. So anyway, sorry we were not here last week. Uh, We just had a lot of things going on. Dave is wrapping up his semester, and I had something going on too i don't remember what it was i don't don't remember either (laughs) but something something was going on with me where we could really do that uh i think i was sick again which is beginning to be normal again which is frustrating but yeah uh anyway it was not not advantageous for us to record um but we're back this week uh which is good because we have enough distance now that i feel comfortable spoiling the crap out of multiverse of madness here in a little bit so yeah and honestly if i am correct this is the worst tank off of a marvel movie that they've seen in recent years where like phenomenal opening weekend and then just no one saw it again oh really so if everybody's gonna see it they already saw it so we're good to spoil (laughs) yeah it sounds good all right, we were going to talk about the Moon Knight finale, but David's been so busy that he hasn't seen it yet. Um, so uh, uh, I will not spoil that for him. It's glorious. I loved it. Uh, I think you'll like it too, so I hope you get to watch it sometime in the next you know, year. But 
<laughs> I will. Well, so I, I want to make sure that uh, people don't think that like I'm just like too self-absorbed or something like that. No, when I say I'm busy, I, my my youngest is graduating. Graduating. I don't know if they call it graduating. She's done with the elementary school, so she's going to middle school here. That's fifth grade. Uh, K through fifth grade is elementary. Um, and this is a big deal to us because this yeah, is our last sure. one at elementary school. And oh, yeah. since I've been here uh, at this church, every one of my kids have attended there. So this is going to be the first time in a decade that there won't be one of our kids at the school. And, uh, uh, of course, my oldest is graduating high school. Uh, shout out to MSD, who also just graduated high school last week. Uh, I don't think he listens, but I'm still going to give him a shout out because uh, it's sure. so weird to have my kid the same age as him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so my, my, my oldest is graduating uh, Friday night. Tomorrow's our last day of school. And we've just had band concert, uh, choir review, spring review, um, award ceremony. They did signing day. Where uh, the only kids who signed when I was in high school were those who were playing sports. Um, here it's whatever school you're going to, you sign, and they take pictures. That's and cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of the cool things about being in a small town is everything is. Uh, everything that can be celebrated is celebrated. So I've just been running uh, in multiple directions with family. So it's not like yeah, self-absorbed sure. junk. Um, no, I don't think anybody listening thinks that about you at all, David. They they know how much you are stuff. I appreciate the seven who do that. <laughs> when, you, when you have kids, you know, the, the schedule fills up fast. Mine are oh, cool. my word. Mine are eight and two, and I feel like their schedule has us running crazy. So I know with you having two in high school, is your middle yep. son in high school as yep. well? Yep, he's a freshman. And then one in elementary school and about to go to middle school. I'm sure that your schedule is just crazy. So plus all your church church job stuff and your extra job stuff and, and your volunteer work and your no. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> so so I know it stays that, busy. Uh, you put a note in here that I hadn't seen there's a there's a disney announcement coming today as record today which is tuesday yes. may 17th yes that's awesome uh, yeah so, i saw some uh, new i saw some new like screen captures from uh -huh. thor love and thunder that showed valkyrie and her like in like the thor looking regalia type stuff yeah the fancy armor yeah. stuff her and, her, Jane and a few her things, stunt so. double had just posted a picture on instagram in that outfit. So we knew what the outfit was going to look like for Valkyrie, mm -hmm. uh, but to actually see it. Now, I know you uh, and I both appreciate New Rock Stars and Eric Voss. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it was New Rock Stars, but another speculation place that I like to listen to their videos, they were doing a breakdown of, it might have been Eric Voss. Um, at any rate, they were speculating who is uh, the song about for uh, for the Love and Thunder trailer that we got a couple weeks ago, and their speculation was Angela. That'd be cool. Uh, That'd be yeah, right. because she is not a Marvel creation, and I guess I didn't totally realize that. She is owned by Marvel, but she was an image creation. Oh, okay. She, she I think is, I uh, spawned, that but... spawned from Spawn. 
Yes, I do remember hearing something about her being from Spawn originally. I, I remember somebody saying something about that a few months ago. Um, yeah, she's a really interesting character. I, I'd love to see her in the MCU. That'd be really neat. We also, this was Eric Boss's tweet, I think, but in that screenshot where we saw Valkyrie, we -hmm. saw what appears to be Bast, which is like the the panther Uh god from like Wakanda. So that's kind of cool. It's somebody in a panther head looking thing. So we we assume it's Bast. It may not be, but I'm hoping we get a trailer tonight, uh, a trailer tonight that might show a little bit more. Uh, So 4 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. Uh, we might. Uh, my other speculations are another trailer for Miss Marvel, and possibly a Moon Knight season two announcement. Uh, I would like for something, something to be said because we know it's an official Disney event. Yeah, but that's well, once you see the finale, you will definitely want there to be a season two. I know that. I when I saw so. the number of episodes, <laughs> I wanted there to be a season two. Well, when you see how the finale ends, you're definitely gonna go. That's it. No, it can't be it. Uh, I promise you definitely will be um, fair. Speaking of, uh, well, there was something else I was gonna say. Oh, uh, what do you think of Thor's costume? Have you seen the the new? Thor yeah, costume? I've seen it. Okay, <laughs> I, I there has to be a reason behind the way it looks. I mm-hmm. I don't know if it's there's some kind of maybe Hercules is calling all of the gods together for some kind of event. And maybe that's why they're dressed the way they are. They're all in like, um, some kind of a regal outfit, like a, a, a Met Gala, uh, type event. And they're all dressed to the nines and there's shiny armor. And maybe that's where Gore's going to come in and butcher a bunch of these gods. But I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I just, uh, I love that there's color, you know, <laughs> like I feel like, um, I don't know if you saw this on the interwebs the other day, but somebody took, I don't remember who it was, but somebody took the battle with uh, Thanos's group of people, the Black Order or whatever their official name was. I don't remember what their name was. In the comics, it's the Call of Sidian. But yeah. Ma and Proxima and all those people, uh, they took it and they like, took out the dark tones and like amplified the color and everything mm-hmm. and it just looks nice and i didn't realize how like dark and dreary so much of what we see lately is until i saw that and i was like huh so when i saw thor's costume i was like awesome color which you know after ragnarok you know taika Waititi gave us tons of color in that as well i just wish that more of it was like that i don't you know i know sure. it, it matches the tone of you know, Infinity War and Endgame to be dark and dreary, but like you can, you can convey dark subject matter without like turning all the lights off. You know, just <laughs> you a know what I mean? quick so, random like, question for you: Are we recording? Are we recording? Yes. Positive. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure everybody <laughs> will appreciate me asking that question on there because I was just looking at them. Like it doesn't look like it's recording, but okay. I trust you, man. On, it tells me on our end, my end, that we're okay. recording. Good. Let's keep recording. Yeah, sounds good. On with the color. Uh, speaking of Miss Marvel and color, uh, <laughs> we are less than a month away now from Miss Marvel. I think it drops this week in June. Yes. Uh, so, are you excited about the show? Or are you interested? You're gonna check it out? I am. I am. I'm super excited about it uh, and interested. Uh, my daughter and I have talked about. It, my wife and I have talked about it. Um, my, my oldest, who is usually like 
on top of all the Marvel uh, stuff, he he still hasn't started Moon Knight, so I'm sure he will binge Moon Knight and Marvel like in the same week. But yeah, uh, I'm I am super excited. Yeah, you know I don't I don't know a ton about the character, really, other than she has stretchy powers, which she doesn't have in this show apparently. Uh, it's fine. But <laughs> yeah, I guess it's fine. Um, it just seems interesting to me. No, we can't have her have the same powers as someone that doesn't exist in our universe yet. Uh, but <laughs> but anyway. he does. You can't say well, that now. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get, we'll yes. get there. Calm down. Yay! Pull, pull the reins back. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm excited about it. I, you know, I think it'd be interesting. Um, it's Sorry. good for... Are you, like, spinning plates over there? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Don't ask. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, I'm going to check it out at least. Um, yeah, it's going to be Because it's, it's gonna a be Disney a Plus Marvel show. I, I, I watch all the Marvel stuff. Um, just because it's not a character I'm super familiar with or super excited about doesn't mean I'm not going to watch the show. Um, you know, I I didn't really know a lot about Moon Knight other than he had multiple personalities and he was some kind of, like, mercenary person or whatever. And I flippin' loved that show, so uh, I'll definitely check this one out. And, it was a well-done uh, show. Yeah, it's really good. Um, also, I didn't put this in the notes, but they uh, Marvel and DC... Uh, DC... Marvel and Disney have apparently confirmed the release date for the She-Hulk show as well, uh, which I think is in July or was it August? I can't remember. Anyway, there's a date that's been. It's announced. coming. I don't remember what the date is. Off the top I of thought it was. I thought it was fall. I thought it was too, but I feel like when I saw something the other day, it had been moved up a little bit. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Like I said, I had a semi heat stroke yesterday, so my brain ain't working right. Um, so, I apologize, David, I did not put Kenobi on the show notes, um, just is one of those things that kind of slipped my mind, uh, but we are insanely close to the Kenobi show, um, which of course, uh, I'm super excited about, because Hugh McGregor is awesome as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and this show looks stinking cool, so, what are your thoughts about it? I'm ready for it. Uh, I'm trying to stay away from all uh, pre-release stuff, mm-hmm. and I just want to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. I so I came home from the hospital when I was a baby in a Star Wars blanket that uh, my kids have lost in the last three years, oh. and I am 44. So I've had this thing for a very long time. Uh, so Star Wars has always been important to me i've always enjoyed star wars even when i didn't like star wars i enjoyed star wars does that make sense if i didn't like a movie or what i saw of of a cartoon or whatever i still enjoyed it uh we'll we'll pick on the holiday special because that's easy i didn't like it (laughs) But I enjoy it. Uh, at any rate, uh, so there is way too much hate that went towards Hayden Christensen's performance as uh, as Anakin. For sure. And he's not Anakin. He's now Vader. Yeah. So I kind of want to just see what happens. Uh, I want to. 
I don't want them to overplay Obi-Wan's role. But I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think, unfortunately, the Star Wars fan base has a tendency to overanalyze the heck out of everything and, you know, over-critique everything. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's a diehard fan base. It, make, it makes sense. Um, That's a different movie series. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, that movie series rules, or at least the it first. It does three or four i don't know about the rest of them that they made but uh, they could say the same thing about star wars but (laughs) i'm seeing parallels i've I've enjoyed all of the star wars movies they i i recognize that some of the newer ones are not the caliber of movie that some of the other ones were but i still enjoyed them like i don't know that i really enjoyed the last Die Hard movie (laughs) that i watched as much as i enjoyed the first two or three uh but you know, I guess there are some parallels. This is there. where I want to recommend a book. Can I recommend a book? I don't know if sure. I did recommend this we, book or not, we, but we do books uh, here. Uh, that's good. <laughs> we um, do the reading goods. No. This, <laughs> What's up? If you like, if you like Star Wars, you should write find little. You should read the book. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Star okay. Wars and the rise of geek culture, or something like that. By uh, okay. A.D. Jameson. It was um, it was a fun book. I mean, it just dealt with really how the first movie, A New Hope, changed uh, geek culture. It mm-hmm. talks about Star Trek and gives Star Trek its due, but it really basically says Star Wars is what changed everything. Um, and it makes a really good, valid argument for that. But when you say... Yeah, I just enjoyed all the movies. He does compare the rest of the Star Wars movies with the um, with the original New Hope and kind of some of the reasons behind and some of the things Lucas was trying to do compared to what he's doing now. So, I yeah, I find your lack of faith disturbing, A.D. Jameson. Check it out. Right. I'll have to check that out. That sounds cool. Yeah. Speaking of books... There's a ridiculously mm-hmm. cool new book coming out this fall. Uh, there it's a is. Ta- it's a coffee table book. It's called Marvel Anatomy, <laughs> a Scientific Study of the Superhuman. Uh, and it's laid out like a, you know, like some book you would buy of like, you know, human anatomy or animal, like one of those animal like discovery books where they show you like the, the cut open, like splayed open version of a, like, the Da Vinci you know, the show, Modern the, Man. Yeah, Da Vinci's Modern Man, which I've already seen the art. There's a there's a Wolverine in the style yes. of Da Vinci's Modern Man. It's a it's it's glorious. Uh, but, we, but you know, whenever they show like any, the muscle tissue underneath or the right, like there's I saw one picture that's like the inner workings of Jocasta's head and stuff like that. Uh, it looks incredible. Uh, it's definitely going to be something I'm going to try to to pick up when it comes out. Uh, just some really cool art uh, done in the style of one of those, you know, anatomy books where they show you the underlying skeletal structure or muscle structure and talk about different, you know, parts of animals or humans or whatever, uh, if you're familiar with those kind of books. Uh, so it just when, looks super, super cool. Whenever anyone says coffee table book, mm-hmm. I immediately think of Seinfeld and the coffee table book 
about coffee tables. <laughs> that, <Yeah. laughs> uh, That's funny. Julie and I yeah. went out to um, a Ben Rector concert the other night, and I don't know Lucky. if you know who Ben Rector is. I Dude, do know who Ben Rector is. He gave me a high five. Nice. <laughs> that that's a story for a different time. But we went out to eat beforehand at this little uh, Peruvian rotisserie chicken place, uh, and they had Seinfeld on, and it just uh, Seinfeld's been on the mind. But yeah, Ben Rector gave me a high five, man. It was so cool. That's awesome. So where were y'all at? Because I'm guessing there's not a Peruvian chicken place in your hometown, nor a Ben Rector concert. So where did y'all go? <laughs> uh, we went to Louisville, Louisville, which is yeah, yeah about an hour away. Okay. Cool. Um, a little small uh, fast food chain called awesome. Carly's Rotisserie Chicken or something like that. Um, okay. Cool. And Airquay Amphitheater, which was the last place ZZ Top performed. Oh, wow. And I was there for that concert. That's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, fun times. Um, you were Texas, so I had to go ZZ Top for for yeah. you, for reference. That little band from Texas, man. Yeah, it's uh, so good. Yeah, it's so, so good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, speaking of Louisville, mm-hmm. we didn't get to talk about the Kentucky Derby because we didn't record last week. How insane <laughs> was that Derby this year, man? <laughs> so insane. <laughs> so insane. So I... I jokingly say that I don't gamble. One time a year, I invest a little money in the Kentucky Tourism Fund. I will usually yep. place a $4 bet on the Derby, and I've done this for years. This is the first year I did not do it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm not saying I would have bet on Rich Strike. Dude, um, that, that super effective payout was insane three hundred fifty one thousand dollars for the super on a, trifecta on a dollar <laughs> uh, a no, dollar. well the super or, trifecta is or, more than that uh, but it's not much more than that it's not a lot of money yeah your minimum compared bet to the return two correct uh but i think you have to i think you that's a minimum of an eight dollar bet but still that <laughs> Darn, hey, I had to spend eight whole dollars to get over a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the the one dollar bet on Rich Strike was like three or four hundred dollars or something like that. It was, uh, no, two, I don't think it was, it was eighty dollars. Uh, it, it was quite $2 a bet, bet for a dollar bet. I mean, it was, it's just, the odds were crazy. Yes. And then, like, they started talking about him more and then i looked up some more stuff about and like the more i read the more i'm like this has to be a movie at this point like there's no way they can't make a movie about that like the trainer is one of the trainers that lost a bunch of horses in the 16 fire horses uh-huh. several several years ago at the horse barn in kentucky yeah. and like Rich Strike wasn't even supposed to be in the race. Like, he was in the right. race because another horse got scratched on Friday morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's just... He, See, hadn't won my... a, he hasn't won a race. Like, his last five or six races, he had not won. Not even, you know, placed or showed. Like If you had bought just... <laughs> that horse in November, he sold for $30,000. Horses yeah. don't sell for that. That's just nothing. So not for horses, um, yeah, for sure. One of, there's a lot of derby uh, parties 
in Kentucky. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, one of my wife's coworkers, they had uh, all of their, they'll have like a, a neighborhood derby party and they'll put in horse names or numbers. And they didn't even have Rich Strike in there because they had printed everything up on Thursday. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so they just went Friday. ahead and pulled out uh, the 21. Uh, and they're like, if somebody wins, we'll just go ahead and give the money to the second place horse. And everybody was cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he won. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I kid you not, and I, I don't bet, you know, I didn't bet on the Derby this year, but I kid you not, we we turned it, we, because we had gone to see my mom, so we mm-hmm. drove home, and we literally got in the door, like, as they were, like, marching the horses up to the, to uh-huh. the gate. So we turned it on, and they're, like, they were already taking the horses into the gate. And we were like, all right, everybody pick your horse. I kid you not, my daughter saw number 21 and was like, I want that one. And she picked Rich Strike to win the Derby. And then afterwards, I was like, because I was, I thought, because there was more than one one more than one jockey in red and yeah. horse with red on it. So I was watching, and I thought that the one she had picked was at the back of the pack, because the other red horse was, like, way behind everybody. And then when they announced the winner, they're like, Rich Strike. And then they showed that overhead view where they had yeah, him, like, the outlined. beautiful. And they oh, showed, like, his path running from, like, the middle of the pack yes. up to the front of it's, it was incredible. Like, I, I don't regularly watch horse racing. I, uh-huh. I usually watch the Triple Crown races, and I might watch a few others throughout the year if I see something on sure. it. But I don't follow the sport or anything like that. But just, it was such an incredible run. Like, the way mm-hmm. that he weaved through the middle of the pack and got separate, like, it was just insane. It was such an insane race to watch. It was really, really neat to see. Yeah, we were out to eat celebrating Mother's Day, um, yeah. and that's it. Came on, and the restaurant got quiet, and everybody watched, and yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, listeners. I bet you didn't have nerding out about horse racing on your bingo card for this week, uh, but we like to <laughs> we like to spice things up here at Pastures and Simple. Uh, yes. <laughs> so last night I recorded my first uh, radio show for Love That Nerd. Um, so as long as the guy that's putting the show together is happy with it, that'll be, I think on Saturday will be my first Sweet. show will be on LTN radio. So I will try to get a link sent out to everybody so they can check that out yes. if they want to. I'm hosting the Zenio block, um, which is funny. I was researching some stuff and there's some people that are arguing that Zenio shouldn't even be a thing. Uh, but basically. What is Zenio for us uninformed individuals? Uh, so basically, uh, Zenial is what people that adhere to it. It's the micro generation between Gen X and millennials. So basically it's like the group that was born at the tail end of Gen X, but they don't necessarily feel like they're millennials. And I think honestly it was created by millennials that don't want to be called millennials. Like, like my wife who was born in that time frame uh so it's like 79 to 83 or or 84 or something like that i think it's basically solid gen x then basically (laughs) like the crossover of gen x and millennial because they describe it as like they they were born in a time without technology but then grew up 
later in a time where there was lots of technology, and so like, uh, there there's a lot of discussion about whether it should be a thing or not. But basically, so my show is Christian rock, rap, and pop from the '90s and the like, Ooh, two, 2000 sorry. to 2010 <laughs> era. Why are you sorry? It's so much good music. Oh, man. there's some in there, but there's a lot of bad music in that era too. Well, there's lots of bad music in every era, but uh, very, very true, uh, very true. Uh, but some of the stuff that's playing this weekend is uh, Pod, DC Talk, Lecrae, Audio Adrenaline. Um, I'm trying to remember who else? Chevelle, uh, Benjamin Gate. So you know, it's pretty right, good. Some, pretty some good variety ones. of of stuff. Uh, I don't oh, know what all's in the full rotation, but those are some man. of the ones that I. I loved. So. Uh, I you'll have a lot of good stuff. Uh, Tooth and Nail Records. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, nineties and two thousands. It's good stuff. Uh, I instantly thought of like. Um, <laughs> I'll probably get hate, but Carmen. Uh, <laughs> not a fan. I don't. I don't. I don't think that there'll be a lot of Carmen on this. Good. Part. I think it's gonna. Good. I think it's gonna be more the Tooth and Nail and. Uh, Goatee yeah. records, goatee, all that stuff. I think is more likely than okay. Carmen. Good, uh, but if you don't want a righteous invasion of truth, you know I can't <laughs> can't help you. So uh, old school skillet. Yeah, I hope I hope there's some old school skillet on there. I like yeah. I like a lot of their old stuff. I like some yeah. of their new stuff too, but sure. There there was a there's a middle like the last time I saw them in concert, which has been several years ago now, I was very upset because like the f- the farthest back they go in their catalog was like uh the invincible record i think because i think they played best kept secret mm-hmm. but they didn't play anything from like alien youth or uh right. from hey you i love your soul uh that's not the name of that album but uh <laughs> oh yeah though no, that is the name of that album i think anyway <laughs> their second album is the one i'm talking about uh, and there's some really good stuff uh, on those first few albums. So sure, some of my favorite Skillet songs come from the first three albums. So, uh, but anyway, so hopefully that's gonna come out on the 21st. I think is what we're shooting for. Hopefully, I'm waiting to hear back and see if I need to re-record anything. But uh, I recorded all that stuff last night, so I'm excited about it. Uh, so I will let y'all know when you can check it out and where to check it out. So. Alrighty, so there's a rumor going around that Dylan O'Brien is going to replace Ezra Miller as Barry in the DC movie universe. Uh, Dylan is one of the actors from the MTV uh, Teen Wolf TV show, and he was also in the Maze Runner movies. Uh, I didn't really see anything else of note that he's he's been in, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Uh, it seemed like Teen Wolf was the main, main thing that he's known for. I haven't watched that series, so I don't really know anything. I don't know if he's the main character or if he's one of the side characters. No clue. Not sure. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. We haven't talked a lot about Ezra Miller. I didn't really want to get into all of that, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things. I think there's room for a little discussion though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it's one of those things, clearly, you know, 
we as pastors know that nobody's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we read in scripture that we all uh, are prone to sin and prone to, to wander and all of those things. Uh, but, you know, you have these people that are very public figures. And I, I know that being a public figure is probably a lot of stress on them. I know how much stress I have from being not a public figure. Um, but it's interesting, you know, Ezra Miller is playing a a character who's, a, like, you know, he's... Barry is like Boy Scout, you know, <laughs> clean, straight and narrow type character as far yeah, as I know. he works with the police. <laughs> like, he's not... You know, I don't know that he has a lot of, you know, like, salacious stuff in his in his character arc over the last however many years The Flash has been right. a character. You know, Barry, Barry's a, you know, he works with the police, and he's a pretty pretty upstanding guy. And so, uh, you know, he, he obviously... He can be a bit emotional. Uh, I think he can be a well, bit yeah. emotional and a bit um, 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 not wise in his choices. I mean, hello, uh, cross... Um, Flashpoint. <laughs> Flashpoint. Yeah. But even then, like, those bad choices are, his motivation is out of something good. It wasn't, I want to make myself the richest person in the world, so I'm going to go back mm-hmm. and whatever. It was, I want to save my mom, you know? <laughs> like, it, you know. Right. So as far as the, like, poor decision-making process, Barry, Barry's on the, <laughs> Barry's on the, probably makes better decisions than most characters do. Uh, and obviously, you know, I don't think that an actor has to be, you know, I don't think that the person has to be exactly like the character they're playing because they're actors. No. Like, you know, no. that's part of being an actor is being able to transform yourself into something else. Um, I think if you're going to have uh, like a big, uh, uh, your your shot is for a blockbuster, right? Um, and you're wanting one of these in um, Ezra Miller's uh, circumstance. You're wanting a a character that will span multiple movies, mm-hmm. um, not just like a one-off movie. Um, and I, I'm trying to think of a really good one uh, that, like, uh, oh goodness, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> The the movie um, uh, Jacob the Liar, right? Uh, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that what it was called? Uh, I think so. I think there was a movie I, called I'm pretty that. certain it was called Jacob the Liar. Uh, and I, that one just comes to mind because it's a really, really good movie. Um, doesn't need a sequel. Doesn't need multiple movies or anything for obvious reasons if you've never seen it. Uh, or Life is Beautiful. Um the same era, um, you can still have like a really important actor, a really good actor in the role. But when you're trying to span multiple movies and you hire somebody who might not be able to be around for multiple movies because of issues with the law or issues with the public, then that kind of impacts the character. I mean, watch everything that's going on with uh, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Uh, because of the way this all has unfolded in court, um, Amber Heard's movie 
time has been cut uh, to reportedly 10 minutes now. I think two days ago, the director, uh, James Wan, and Warner Brothers unfollowed Amber Heard on um, Ooh, the kiss Instagram. <laughs> right, but, but these are things like, hey, what happens in your private life really does impact your public life and your ability to mm -hmm. do what you do. And then we just start like, no one's perfect, I get it. But broad strokes just start getting swept um, because of things that happen in private life. I, I, as a minister, and I'm sure you can um, unfortunately probably relate, how many times have you gotten um, a, a line thrown at you because of something another pastor has done? Uh, oh, yeah, or, sure. or something a priest has done, or something a church has done, we all end up getting like broad swipe with the same strokes. I integrity is just so important. And I think if an actor who wants to have a big role in a big movie, that integrity is really, really important. Um, yeah, for sure. Not saying that you can't go out and be human, uh, but the integrity is super important, especially if... Um, like a character like Barry Allen, uh, yeah. or even a character like Superman. I'll, I'll, I'll use Superman as an example. If, um, if Henry Cavill is caught up in some kind of uh, scandal, don't care what kind of scandal it is, let's just say he gets seven DUIs uh, over, over a month. That's going to cause a scandal. Should he still be Superman? No, he needs to get some help. Uh, he, he needs to get some healing. Um, so what happens then to all the other individuals who are invested in working in the, on the Superman movies? Well, they could lose their jobs, too. Um, Ezra ends up putting, because this isn't just a single Flash movie, you have multiple movies across the genre that are all impacted by these choices that he's making. He needs some, he needs some help. He needs some healing. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that's the bigger thing is that it's not just about, like, the the character that they're playing necessarily. It's mm -hmm. that if someone is having that kind of trouble, and it sounds like Ezra's had multiple issues in the past, not just this most mm -hmm. recent one. Yeah. And the most recent ones, it was, like, two or three incidents in the span of, like, six weeks or something like that. You know... I realize that a movie studio is a business, but like, you know, it seems like there was a pattern of this guy's got some issues. So it really calls into question, like, why are we, like, I don't care how great of an actor somebody is. If they're having issues, why, why would you cast somebody that this is an issue when you are planning to do multiple movies, but also just like, why, like, if you're willing to throw money at them to have them play a part, let's be willing to like help them get help. Like mm -hmm. clearly Ezra Miller needs help. Like, and you know, that help may need to come in a prison cell. I don't, it sounds like there's, there's lots of I issues there. Because... I, don't, I don't know what that looks like, but clearly right. he has problems. Clearly he needs help. Um, what form that help needs to take. I don't know. I don't know the guy person. I, Whatever. I don't know how I'm supposed to refer to Ezra Miller. <laughs> they, they need help. That's what I've been told I'm supposed to say about 
them. So, uh, I don't know what form that looks like because I'm not in their life. I don't know them. Uh, but, you know, uh, definitely, you know, integrity is, is a very important thing. Uh, and it, well, I think it calls Warner into Brothers, question lots of things, you know. Warner Brothers has to bear a little of the responsibility as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I'm saying. When they hire an individual, uh, it doesn't matter for what role or, or, or whatnot. I mean, they have to be there. I really feel like Ezra has been hung out to dry. Yeah. He didn't have, um, from what I saw, um, any kind of security detail or PR team or checks and balances group. He's not a no-name actor uh, on a small movie. He is a major actor, whether you like the guy or not. Yeah. If you're talking about the Justice League, you need the Flash. Now, he's not one of the three, but you need the Flash, especially with the direction uh, DC's planning on going. <clears throat> I have to wonder, when Marvel hired Robert Downey Jr., what precautions did they take? Because he has his own demons that he has had to fight. Yeah, He's done I, fairly you know, well. I feel like the difference is, like, I feel like there was a long time there where Robert Downey Jr. really didn't have work as much. That's because he was in jail. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there was somebody holding him accountable, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. he wasn't getting cast in movies. He was getting help. Like, and yes, he was in jail for a little while, but he's also getting help before he had this career resurgence as Tony, you know? Right. Uh, and so, it's like, you know... Obviously, personal responsibility is important, but, like, at the same time, like, these companies that are throwing money at these people, like, if you know that they have a history of issues, and you're just, like, leaving them out there un <laughs> unsupervised and unaccounted for, like, mm -hmm. yes, they're adults, like, this is an adult, and he needs to have, they need to have personal responsibility, but, like, you know, at what point is the company that's employing them also liable in some way you know right uh so i don't know what that line is um and I'm sure recently there was a a discussed, recently there was a attempt to get chris pat pratt removed from guardians and one of the things i really appreciated was watching james gunn come out and say hey no this isn't how it's going to work there is a there is a sense of i got your back here now the we'll call that part of the pr situation but when James Gunn was fired a few years ago, individuals came and he had good PR around him. He was quiet about stuff. He didn't make it worse. He never said anything during his firing that made it worse for him. Yeah. Um, he wasn't just off the rails. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, this is, it's tragic. It really is tragic. I want the best for Ezra. Um, I don't think Ezra and I would ever be besties. But I, I appreciate... Um, I, I appreciate... I'm not going to say I appreciate his work. Um, although I, I, I think I enjoy The Flash. I, I don't like his version of The Flash. <laughs> uh, they're just big goofy things. And I think that was mostly Warner Brothers' fault, not... Not his fault because he's yep. 
He's a fun. He's a fun Barry Allen. I think that's a good way to say it. he's a fun Barry Allen. I don't like him as the Flash though. Um, yep. I don't know. There just needs to be more community. Is the word I really want to go with. I yep. see that a bit more with the Marvel movies, the community of of the actors, the community uh, amongst the directors, and um, the fun memes of of Kevin Feige about to take somebody out for spoiling something. That. <laughs> I feel like, and I, I know it sounds like a shield, but I feel like Marvel cares, a, um, appears to care more about the individuals they're hiring. Seems yeah. that way. Um, it certainly seems that way from what we can see. I mean, obviously we're not privy to all the inside workings of things. but No, we're not. And I could be way off. I think, yeah, you know, I, 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 integrity. I the reason why I added all that stuff uh, on our notes is just because of how important integrity is, and I don't think people care about integrity as much as they care about self. And I can do what I want. That's not integrity. Um, yeah. But if that's what you want to do, then you need to have a good PR team and a good security team, <laughs> and they need to be with you twenty four seven, so you can do what you want. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, we don't, I don't want to get into it all today, but like, it's interesting the things that, like, Hollywood and the movie industry and stuff, the things that they take super seriously versus the things that they don't. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it, I don't, we don't have to get into all that today, but uh, they'll, you know, be super strong about some things and then other things are happening and it just kind of gets ignored or swept under the rug or you know they just kind of quietly move on it's like yeah well, if you're gonna raise a stink about this thing over here you should probably <laughs> address this thing too um you know but uh it's it's an interesting conversation for sure well some of that came out uh in the the current trial that is all over the news uh, you know hollywood doesn't care about uh drugs and alcohol as much as they care about um rape and and uh, yeah. violence against women or, or uh, abuse of children those things Hollywood cares about um, yeah. but they don't care about these other issues and so man I'm just gonna say integrity needs to be integrity needs to be there um, yeah too integrity much is, is obviously is on important. the line too yeah. much is on the line otherwise and these are just movies yeah which I, I know we could say that so they're not even worth it but stories have always been important to uh throughout human history yeah stories sure. always stories mm, for sure Alrighty. um well it's that time again that we wish wouldn't come uh but before the end of the last... show <laughs> no not the end of the oh, show oh okay okay yeah. um <laughs> uh we didn't get to talk about it last week because we didn't record uh but right before or i guess the weekend of free comic book day uh, george perez passed away um yes. which we knew uh was inevitable uh you know he had gotten pretty serious cancer and was not undergoing treatment or anything so we knew it was only uh, a matter of time but we didn't know how much time uh, you know i don't think um you know, I don't think it's necessary for us to to go into how important 
George Perez was necessarily. I think that most people are probably well aware of how important he was to the comic book industry. Um, created some amazing, uh, some amazing characters and amazing uh, comic books. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be very much missed. Uh, the tribute uh, spread that they're doing this, I think it comes out this summer, June. Uh, of all, with all the different artists and stuff is, is so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Such a neat piece of work. Uh, and really just, you know, displays how, how influential he was on the, on the industry. Uh, and it, you know, it's, it's really, <coughs> we, uh, you know, they talk in Hollywood about how they usually come in threes. Um, you know, famous actors will die. There's usually a couple of others to sure. die. But uh, for the comic book industry to lose Neil Adams and George Perez within, like, I think eight days of each other is really just a, a really rough blow on uh, mm-hmm. the comic book industry. They're so Both of them were so well-loved uh, and so influential, both on the page and outside of the page in the industry. Um, and so, you know, for his family, uh, and for the comic book industry as a whole, we definitely, uh, want to remember them and, uh, have them in our prayers if you're the praying kind, uh, and just, uh, you know, go, go see if you can hunt down a George Perez, uh, book or art print or something and, uh, you know, celebrate his legacy because he was such a, such an influential uh, artist and creator uh, in yeah, this field, for crisis, sure. Crisis, crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, yeah, his artwork for there. Sure. Uh, he was involved in um, in some of the Infinity stuff, if I remember correctly. Um, his his work with reinventing essentially Wonder Woman. Um, uh, Perez was a man of faith, but a, he was a man of quiet faith, and that came through. I, I think in a lot of his his work ethic, because people just generally referred to him as one of the sweetest men, uh, just kind. Um, he was a person of integrity. <laughs> there was never yeah. a scandal with George Perez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we're talking about a guy that, while he was dying of cancer, was trying mm-hmm. to still go to, like, Comic-Cons and signings and stuff, trying to meet and you know greet and sign things for as many fans as possible mm-hmm. before he died uh, you know uh you can't say much else about someone like that that's willing to yeah. to spend their last moments on earth as long as they're physically able going and meeting random strangers and signing their art prints and comic books and yeah. stuff because I... he knows how much it mean, means to them so in some ways, it was very similar to Chadwick Boseman, uh, although we didn't have yeah. a clue about Chadwick. Um, but that that stuck out to me uh, with, yeah. uh, with George. He just uh, always kind and friendly. Yeah, for sure. So uh, definitely another another titan, pardon the pun, of the industry that uh, <laughs> will be greatly missed. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Wait a second. I need to open up this uh, thing of milk I have here from 1984. Uh, <laughs> yes, 
this this milk expired and oh man the oh. smell it is spoiled let's spoil dr strange shall we absolutely so spoiler alert if you're one of the like five people that hasn't seen it yet because the opening weekend coming right now we're talking about dr strange uh, they uh, killed han solo <laughs> oh wait wrong <laughs> wrong one sorry <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to spoil Doctor Strange, so if you haven't watched it yet, then please skip ahead. Uh, but this will help me not be sad about George Perez to get to talk about Multiverse of Madness, because I freaking loved this movie. What did you think, David? I I loved it. Like, is there like one still shot that sticks out in your mind from this movie? Like just like one screenshot, like a quick screenshot. A screenshot? Yeah, if you could, because there is one screenshot that is like burned into my mind from the entire movie that I will I will always cherish and love, uh, and have to buy again just for this one quick like half second screenshot. Um, Do you have anything I mean, like that? The the introduction of the Illuminati was pretty pretty sweet, uh, and then I'm trying to think. There was one other thing that stuck out to me. Oh, there was a big one. Oh, there was a big one. Big is, is, is an understatement. When they start flying through the multiverse, did you see the living tribunal? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my. I was just like, yeah. yes. And it looked yeah. good. It looked right. Yeah. It, it Unlike Galactic, uh, Galactus and <laughs> the Fantastic Four movie. This, like, no, it was, oh, my it word, was it was legit, so good. Yeah. It was yeah. so good, and it was so quick. I mean, it was just over in yeah, no it time. A, it was a flash, but yeah, that was pretty neat. Uh, that scene was cool, uh, just mm -hmm. all the different universes. Uh, they went into an animated one. They went to one where they were made of paint. Uh, <laughs> and, like, uh, so I, I would love to uh, see a slow-mo through that scene just to see what else, if there's any other, like, Easter egg things that they There were 30 minutes quick. of this movie cut. That's true. I want to see the director's cut. You know, it's not because I feel though, this movie was lacking. I just I want to see the director's cut. I want to see the whole yeah. thing because what it's, I miss. It's interesting though because like if you look at Sam Raimi's other movies, like the this runtime is pretty much on par with his other movies. Sure. So, you know, I don't necessarily think that it was stuff that he wanted to keep that somebody else made him cut. I mean, he probably cut it down, but I definitely want to see, you know, the original runtime was two and a half hours, I think. And 206 is what mm -hmm. this one ended up. Uh, so I definitely want to see the extra footage that got cut out. I'm curious what, what got put on the cutting room floor for sure. Uh, but anyway, let's, let's talk about the movie some. So it was pretty cool to see the, Marvel now, like, Defender Strange there at the beginning of the mm -hmm. movie. Um, we had seen him in the trailer, but we didn't know what context it was going to be in. So it was neat to to see that uh, to start off the movie. Uh, and then, you know, it... I don't even know how to approach talking about it. Like, it's just so good. Um, it's a, it's a full-on Sam Raimi movie. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah. It is not. It's not your normal Marvel movie. It's it's a full on Sam Raimi. So let's let's movie. take and it not, like this. Not Sam Raimi Spider Man, even though Spider Man no. was great. It's it's full on Sam Raimi like Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, Sam Raimi. It's it's awesome. 
Let, let's take it it's like a fan. this. It's um, really cool. Yeah. What you got? Because we said we're going to spoil. Um, you, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about from the movie. That's it doesn't true. have to be done in, in a specific order. True. Uh, so I want to go immediately to the Illuminati scene. All right. And good. when Scarlet my boy, my boy showed Black, up. Black Bolt. My boy Black Bolt is there. It was His glorious. death. His was death awesome. was, oh my <laughs> so, word, they just did that. Like, yeah. I, I, I leaned over to my wife, I'm like, I can't believe they just did that. Yeah. And then they turned around and killed Professor X. And I'm like, Everybody. what the heck? All of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just like unwound John Krasinski. And John Krasinski, yeah. oh my word. By the way, <sighs> John freaking Krasinski was Reed. Uh, you know, it was so awesome to see, you know, so many of us have been begging for John Krasinski to be Reed Richards. He's in like all yes. these fan casts that I've seen for years now. Uh, so getting to see him as Reed was so cool. Now, I uh, will say the the latest uh, rumors are that John Krasinski is going to be Reed Richards, but um, Emily Blunt is not Susan Storm. Dallas Bryce Howard is, and Dallas Bryce Howard is going to direct it. Oh, interesting. I would be totally on board with that because she has directed for two seasons now my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah, her episodes were really good. The episodes yeah. she directed on Mandalorian were very, very good. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, okay, so back, back to Multiverse of Madness. Um, uh, and... We knew that we were getting it because it was in the trailer, but it did not make me any less excited to see Xavier in the yellow power yeah. chair from the animated series. Yes. Like, I was so... <laughs> like, I threw my fist in the air. I pumped. I clapped. Like, Did you hear I, the music? <clears throat> I did. This, that's is why a, I, this is an important That's question. why I started screaming. <laughs> what music was, was it? Like, it was the theme song from the X-Men animated series, man. No. <laughs> I, I watched. I watched the credits. It's the theme song from the new X-Men animated series that's not out yet. X-Men 97. Well, I'm but, saying it, it was a modernized version. Yes, it was a modern. But when I heard that, I was just series. like, oh my word. I was and like, that was the that coolest the, version of that song ever. Uh, I read the credits and, and because I was there, I was just like, they just gave us this really cool Easter egg for the new animated series. And well, then I am fully was, on board with the new animated series theme song because that, you know that arrangement that, was incredible. It sounded yeah, so I, cool. <laughs> I did. I, so I've had the uh, the 92 X-Men animated theme song as my ringtone for uh, close to a decade now. Mm-hmm. I just changed it like last week Yeah. to an Oscar Isaacs song. I didn't oh, yeah. know Oscar Isaacs was a musician. Um, and I think we talked about this last week, yeah, but his we last time we talked. his hippopotamus song from Jimmy Fallon <laughs> is my current ringtone. So if you call That's me funny. later today, I will I will probably let it ring for a bit, and then I'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody calls me, know that yeah, uh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm just listening to the music. Yeah, my ringtone is the X Men '92 theme song. Mm-hmm. Has been since you and I talked about it a few months ago. I changed it back. Because uh, I didn't realize I still had it on my phone because I had changed phones and not, not redone it and I didn't realize I still had it. Uh, yeah, so but I, we had the 97 theme right there and I was just... Yay. Yeah, and it was cool. It sounded really cool. Uh, it did. You know, another thing that we got in this movie was, and I, I keep thinking about it and I keep coming back and <clears throat> thinking the same thing, 
we got what I thought was one of the coolest fight scenes in any movie I've ever watched. Uh, when he battles, uh, basically the what if strange. It's not technically the one from what if, but it was similar. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, the music the super, scene. the super powered strange where they had this musical battle. L I, thought that was fight. One of, I thought that was one of the coolest fight scenes I've ever seen. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so they're you know the music notes hit and they're grabbing the music notes out of the air and flinging them at it like it was such a cool scene like and I saw it reminded some people, me I saw some people like bashing it online I'm like well you're clearly not someone whose opinion I can ever take seriously anymore away with you this was incredible uh, <laughs> I absolutely it reminded me of um, who's the director I can't remember the director now. Um, uh, Terry Gillum, uh, Fear and Loathing yeah. in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, there's an LSD scene with music uh, being seen, and yeah. if, which, if you ever want to understand what individuals who are doing drugs, this is what I've been told uh, by individuals who have done drugs. That movie will give you one of the best uh, um, examples of what it's like. Uh, I don't. I can't state that as fact, but this is what I've been told from friends who have gone through addiction. Like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, yep. And I watched it because my friend was like, "Watch this," and I did. And it was a crazy, crazy movie. Oh my word! But uh, the, <laughs> the the music notes. Oh my word! So cool. So amazing. Yeah, so um, such a neat thing. And I I got a vibe of of. Um, uh, what was the vampire movie back when we were, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, Lost Boys, Death oh, yeah. by Death by Radio. I, I just got a vibe of that with this. They are killing each other with music. It goes from major to minor, and it was so well it. done. So, so cool. Yeah, such a cool. I scene. get excited about stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm such a music nerd. It was it was great to see. Uh, what else? Um, Pizza know, Papa. Saw, Pizza Papa. Yes, so we were not disappointed. Uh, thankfully, uh, Brucey Baby's cameo did not go to the cutting room floor. Uh, uh, Bruce Campbell was a a roadside vendor in the eight one whatever eight three eight eight three eight yeah. A38 mm -hmm. universe that they ended up in uh, <laughs> gets uh, hexed by Doctor Strange to beat himself up uh, for an un or for several weeks. Three uh, weeks. Hey, three I saw weeks, some rumors. So um, one of the things that I, I read was that um, his character uh, was so strong, Sam Raimi, or I'm sorry, uh, Doctor Strange couldn't defeat him. So, he had him defeat himself, and he knew it wouldn't be a fast fight, so it had to be a three-week-long fight. Also, we have, there's only one other character can do what he did. He broke the fourth wall. It's true. In the cameo, at the very end, he broke so the fourth wall. So, you are claiming that he's, like, going to be Deadpool or something? No, I'm not claiming What are that. you saying here? I'm just saying that's a crazy power to have to break the fourth wall. Uh, we might even we might argue that Wanda did that as well, uh, but without doing it, 
Like she did yeah. it inside the series or inside the movie. Um, yeah. There is a, a Redditor who stated that his character, or, or I'm sorry, Ash is able to move through dimensions uh, and universes. We know this from the Evil Dead series and and uh, his Marvel stuff. So because he can do this and because he um, uh, is a sperm donor, that um, because that's apparently in the TV series, which, uh, okay. America Chavez, her character, is the only other person that can move through uh, dimensions without any kind of can just do it so he is her father man reddit's a crazy place it it is man the reddit is off the hook i don't think that's a really viable solution but i laughed yeah uh anything that gets bruce campbell on my screen more i'm in favor of so yes even if it's ridiculous um yeah, I just, I loved this movie. It was so good. Uh, it's full-on Sam Raimi. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's definitely a horror movie. You know, it's not like jump scare after jump scare or necessarily a few, like though. a slasher movie, but it, but it's a horror movie. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I loved it. It's different than the other Marvel movies. Um, and I think it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, it's it's such a good movie. I can't wait to watch it again. Um, if my financial and time situation was different, I would have already gone and seen it again. Um, yeah, I I I told Gabe when I was talking to him after he finally saw it that I would have watched it as soon as Bruce Campbell screamed, "It's over!" Like I would have. I would have gone and bought another ticket and watched it again if I could have. Uh, right. I loved it that much. Um, so, uh, anything else you want to talk about from the movie before we move um, on today? We probably should do something with uh, Wong. Yeah, Wong. We got to talk about him in some way. I, I was I was disappointed that Abomination didn't show up. Yeah, that would have been a fun little I, tie I back feel like to, to Sean Chi. Yeah, his his appearance was kind of wasted in Shang Chi, so they've got to do something with that. There's got to be something coming up. Um, does Doctor Strange become Sorcerer Supreme now, or I mean, I know he bowed to Wong at the end, and that was hysterically awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the several comments that Wong made, it's custom, it's custom, was, was really funny. <laughs> Uh, yes there there was a lot of good there was some really good one-liners in this movie like um in the illuminati chamber when reed asks if steven is treating it like a joke and steven goes well there's a guy with a fork on his head over there so yeah kind of uh that was a really funny line yes Uh, and you know there was there was a couple of, of really good quips and stuff um I thought uh, I really enjoyed Wong. Uh, I've really enjoyed Wong in all the movies he's shown up in. You know, he's been mostly a bit, mm-hmm. bit part in the other movies as kind of comic relief stuff, like in Spider-Man when he's like, "Don't do anything stupid," and the leaves or whatever, and you know, talking about 
you know, becoming Sorcerer Supreme on a technicality and stuff. Uh, but I thought he did really well. You know, he's still not a super huge role in this movie, but definitely more mm-hmm. of a role than he's had recently. Uh, and I thought he did a really good job, and I really, I really enjoy Wong a lot. I'm curious to see uh, what stuff looks like moving forward. He was recently asked about uh, if he would be open to doing a like a six episode type thing on Netflix with he and Ned, <laughs> and I would be all for that. Those Ned teaching those, him how to those use magic. Have, those memes have been. Seen oh, those. no, but there, I'm all for it. There's one that, um, there's one that says when the kids all grow up, and it shows a picture of Tom Holland sitting next to Jacob Batalon, and then it has a picture of Benedict Cumberbatch and Wong sitting next to each other, like above it, and it it looks like they are like the grown up version of Tom and Jacob. It's pretty funny. Yay! Uh, and then uh, I saw a couple of other ones where people had put. Wong and Ned on a thing and we're saying this is the series we really need and stuff like that so uh, that would be that would be fun Um, even if they did something kind of like which they haven't done one of these in a while but like you know after Iron Man 3 came out they did the like short film thing with Mm -hmm. uh, Trevor Mm -hmm. talking about yeah Hail to the King and they've done one or two other ones I think uh, if they did something like that, even that would be that would be fun to see. Uh, I do want to take time to make mention of Elizabeth Olsen because I thought her performance in this movie was fantastic. Yeah. I thought she she had to she had to do a lot. Like I think she had to portray a lot of different uh, emotions with the two different versions of herself that she was playing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought she did a great job. Um, yeah, like she was legit terrifying uh, <laughs> at, at parts, uh, but even just the the opening scene, uh, which you know we had seen part of in the trailer, but we didn't really know what fully was going on. Uh, right. When Stephen goes to see her, uh, and then she mentions America, and realizes that she had not he had not said her name and that it instantly mm-hmm. like switches she pulled that off perfectly like she was you know this ultra sympathetic like end of WandaVision care like you still feel sympathetic towards her because of what mm-hmm. she's gone through uh but then like she instant like in the snap of a finger instantly turned to like this you know malevolent manipulative scarlet witch character and I I thought she did such a great job. Let's let's also um, uh, acknowledge that Sam Raimi has a thing with dark books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because really, the the bad guy, the villain in this, is not Scarlet Witch. No, it's, it's the Darkhold. Dark yeah. Uh, the, for, sure. for lack of a better term, the Necronomicon ex mortis. <laughs> I really yeah. wanted to hear somebody say Klaatu Verata. Neptune, and I would have been so happy. I, but I would not be surprised if there's something like that on the on the cut footage. Just right. Um, um, and Benedict Cumberbatch as well. You know, he he played what amazing three or four different versions of himself in this movie. Well, you had um, zombie him. You had um, um, 
Defender Strange. Defender him. You had Standard Strange, and you had What If Strange. So there's at least yeah. four. Yeah, because even uh, though the zombie version was him controlling Zombie Strange, it, def- it was different, you know. Yes. Uh, and I thought he, I thought he did a great job with with all of it. So. Mm-hmm. I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It, it, we like I said, I told you the other day, we went out as a family to see it. Uh, yeah. Knowing that there were some jump scares, I, my daughter's a fifth grader and she wanted to go. And uh, the theme of motherhood was really important to this movie, and I wasn't expecting that, but it made a Mother's Day viewing uh, the day before Mother's Day even better. Yeah, uh, for sure. So multiverse of madness, mom for short. Uh, it worked well. <laughs> well, and then we didn't talk about the other uh, end credit scene. Uh, we got Cleo no. as well. Cleo, so, yeah. So uh, that's going to be interesting. We've got a fully powered Doctor Strange now. He's got the third eye from using mm-hmm. the dark hold, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going on a he's going to stop going on a multi- trip, going to stop multiverse incursions with Clea, who mm-hmm. uh, who in the comics now is the Sorcerer Supreme. I think after the death of. Stephen Strange story arc that I think just wrapped up. So I think she's the source. Didn't they get married in the comics? Yeah, I think she is his wife at least yeah. at some point in the comics. Is so. it Clea or Cleo? Clea. Okay. With a. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. Um, I think she. I'm pretty sure she's the current Sorcerer Supreme in the in the comics now. So. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to see. Uh, that came completely out of nowhere. I. I was not expecting that. So that well, I knew cool. that Kate Beckinsley had been um, cast, and then I forgot about it. Charlie's. And I was just like, well, hey, or, yeah, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. I did not. I did not. I'm going to go back to sleep. Cast. That was a complete surprise for me. So, uh, But yeah, if you are one of the people that has not seen it, and even if you still listened, go watch this movie. It's incredible. Uh, it's a really, really good movie. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. So, all right, let's talk about some MCOC stuff. I know that you probably haven't touched the game because you've been busy and you are semi-retired. So, uh, but we had the Eternity of Pain started, uh, which is the this year's kind of summer pain extra trial things. Uh, the first one was a Crossbones uh, fight. Yep. Uh, and there were extra objectives that if you beat it with certain champions, you could get extra points towards the Eternity of Pain. Uh, I beat it. So the, did you? Yeah, I did it. You Why did not? it? Awesome. Who'd you use? Warlock. Oh, okay. My five-star uh, Warlock. Nice. Uh, yeah. So the extra objectives were if you beat it with a villain, uh, if you beat it with an XL character, and then if you were a Paragon, you got another point for beating it with a Mystic character. Uh, so there are four points, I think, if you're a Paragon, and three if you were a Thronebreaker. Uh, and then, I guess... I guess Cav- I got two points. Do Cav players get to do it as well? I can't remember. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, you get one point for beating it, and then there was extra objective points. Um, so I guess you got yeah, two, Yeah, right? I think Cavs do, because... Yeah. I did it last year, and I wasn't Thronebreaker. Uh, okay, yeah. So and I, I, think used, I used what I got to, to get to Cav, or to Thronebreaker. So I would assume yeah, Cav yeah, yeah. has access. Um, uh, so the Crossbones was, uh, he had Bane, 
and uh-huh. Which uh, he had a node where he regened your blocked damage. Yes. So if you blocked stuff, he healed back. Yeah. Uh, and then he had... What was the other node? There was another node on there, but I don't remember what it was. Um, Stupid health node. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember what the other one was. He had um, basically buffed up, but for a defender instead of an attacker. So you could only do damage if he had three or more buffs, uh, which crossbones gets lots of furies. So uh, basically you just had to try and bait his special one a lot uh, if you were using a villain. If you're using a hero, he gets more furies from certain things, so it's a little easier, but you don't get all the extra points. Uh, I got all three points that I could get, because I'm not Paragon, so I couldn't get the Mystic one. Uh, But I used my uh, five-star Sentinel, and I got uh, the Villain and XL and Completion Point. Uh, I almost soloed him. I got him down to like 30% uh, on two different occasions. And the first time I quit out, uh, and the second time I decided to to give up on getting the solo, and I used one revive, and I finished him off. Um, The Bane was a frust. It was frustrating because of the Bane, because I felt like since he had so much health. The Bane didn't do near as much damage to him as it was doing to you, of course. Uh, so really, if you got caught by Bane, you pretty much had to start over because you were losing a big chunk of health from it. Um, but what would happen is I would get in a good cycle, but then I would not be able to get him to throw a special, and then I would get stuck with Bane, and then I'd end up pushing him to a special too, and then that if you can't dex it, you know, he's healing back a ton of health, or if you get caught by one, you get incinerated and get blasted by that. Uh, but I was able to beat it, so uh, I was excited to get at least four points. I don't think I did any of the fights last year. Maybe one. Did you uh, say you got four points? Well, I got three. I got okay. all I could get. I couldn't get the Paragon Mystic yeah. Point. But, uh if you are Paragon and want the Mystic Point, apparently Dragon Man is a really good option for, for this Crossbones fight. I struggled uh, Par- with using Dragon, Dragon Man is not a villain, so you have to do it twice to get all the points. But Did you try Dragon Man? Yeah, uh, the first couple of times I tried Dragon Man, and I was just like, nah, I think I'm going to try uh, Crossbones. and Or uh, try Warlock. And yeah. Warlock is, really, is a really good option for it. Just, you know... If you want the extra points, you have to to do right. another fight as well because he's not a villain. Is there an uh, extra large mystic villain? Um, Dormammu? Is he extra large? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, I don't know I if don't you know. could do it with Dormammu. I don't know if you could either. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure MSD could do it with a two-star Dormammu. <laughs> uh, Let me check. trying to think yeah Dormammu is a extra large villain so Mm -hmm. I don't know if you could do it with Dormammu that'd be interesting Um, so the extra large Hmm. 
Mystics are Dormammu, Dragon Man, Juggernaut, Mangog, Mojo, and Sasquatch. Mangog would be very interesting. So, let's see. Who all is a villain? So, Mangog would be uh, Dormammu, Juggernaut, Mangog, and Mojo are the four. Oh, Mojo. Excel Mojo would be villain. great. Yeah, I feel like you could probably do it. With you, sh you should be able to do it with Mojo because you could also regen. Hmm. Oh, well, well uh, and stops. like you'd be triggering anti-life field a lot mm -hmm. because of, you know, if his buffs expire or whatever. Yeah. And if you've but got also you'd dispersion, be, but also you'd be nullifying buffs and you need him to have buffs. So it'd be, it'd be interesting. I wish, I hope somebody does it with Mojo and puts a video out. That'd be cool to watch. I'd like to see that. Uh, but anyway, uh, the new fight will be out uh, tomorrow as we record. I think it comes out every Wednesday. I don't remember how many there are. but Six? I don't know. Uh, but if you are not Paragon, I think the most points you can get is 17, I think. Or 16. You can get to level 7 of the Milestone Rewards. Oh. Uh, the last well, couple of levels you have to have the Paragon points for, I believe. I uh, I got my two points in thus far. I don't know what that means. I don't know how many of these I'm gonna do. Um, Let me pull I've up gotta, the rewards so we can we can see. Is Scarlet Witch which sigil a villain? Mm, I, don't I don't know. Remember, she's not extra, she's not extra large, so it doesn't matter. So you got the XL point, right? Because Warlock's XL. Yep. So you just need a villain if you want to do it again. So there's lots of villain options. Yeah, I'm looking here. I got villain. I got 23 hours and 53 minutes to do it with a villain. There's lots of options that are good for it for villains. Sure. Ultron is really good for it, I hear. Um, Sentinel was good for it. All right, so with... Um, there, let's see. So level one of rewards gets 5,000 six-star shards and a 25% T5 selector, um, which I think you only had to have one or two points for that. So, uh, level two gets 10,000 shards and a 25% selector and five six-star sigstone crystals. Then you get... Uh, 15 shards, 10 sigstone crystals, and 2 selectors. Level 4, which is 6 points, gets a 6-star nexus, 10 sigstone crystals, and 2 selectors. Uh, so, the highest level you can get if you are not Paragon is the level 7 tier, which you get a 6-star class nexus crystal, 20 generic sigstones, 5 T5 selectors, uh, 22,500 tier 3 alpha shards and 28,500 tier 6 basic shards. So if you are not Paragon, that's the highest reward level you can get. Um, okay. Which sounds pretty stinking good if you can get 16 points and get that. But we'll yeah, see. I'm just not in a hurry. I don't know if I can get that. But it sounds like you're getting the bottom level, which is half a 6 star. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. something. Uh, you only need 
four points, I think, to get to level two. So, you know, if you complete another one, maybe with one objective, you know, it's not too bad. It's doable, depending on what the fights are. So, yeah. So, we'll see what the next fight is. Um, I'm sure it'll be an enjoyable one, like all of them have been. Uh, so, last month's EQ, or I guess it was this month's EQ. Sorry, not last month's, this month's. Uh, takes us into the multiverse. Uh, and yeah. we got kind of a bombshell at the end of the story. Have you played through the story quest at all? This um, yes. What's so, the bombshell? I don't know. Not a clue. Do you not read the stuff? I usually do, but... Uh, if I do, it's it's when I'm doing the higher difficulty and have to pay attention. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so if I'm not paying attention, so, it's because it's lower content. So um, in the last quest, you know, we've been hearing for a while that Galactus is coming to the game. We've, mm -hmm. we've been expecting that. Uh, but uh, in the last quest, we got the news that uh, there is not just Galactus coming. There is oh Galacti. Uh, I do know this. Galacti, I guess is how we would yeah, say. Yeah, Galacti, uh, Galacti. There is a there is a multi there is a multiverse of Galactuses coming <laughs> to the battle realm. Yes. Uh, so that was a pretty uh, unexpected and uh, pleasant thing to see uh, at the end of the story quest there. Uh, looking forward to seeing what that looks like for the game. Uh, you know, we're still we've been waiting for a while to see like what exactly Galactus's arrival means for the game. Uh, so the notion, the uh, idea that there's multiple uh, Galacti, I guess, <laughs> coming uh, is really interesting to me. I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing what that means for us. So. Yeah. Could be cool. Uh, Could be. I got an in-game email yesterday, which I think everybody got to have the opportunity. Uh, they sent out a mail where you could sign up to uh, potentially be a playtester for a new game element or game mode that's coming to the game. Uh, uh, I got an email about a hour-long survey. Well, yeah, but it's... Uh, it also said something about playtesting as well. So, like, oh. they're going to choose people who sign up. Out of the people who sign up, uh, they're going to choose certain people. And apparently, if you do it, you get rewarded with, like, a, a debit card, like, gift yeah, card. Yeah, they've thing. done this before. So, yeah, they've done it a few times before. Uh, so that's cool. It'd be interesting to see, like, what that's about. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounded like it's a new... It's either a new feature or a new game mode or something like that. Um, that it's in reference to. So be cool to find out what that is. It's nice to see uh, new things still come into the game all these years later, of course. Um, have you had a chance to see Storm's new animations? Yes. Caught me off guard. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> it's, it's that okay. I caught I you off guard having a conversation with you while we were No, no. Storm's, Storm's animations caught me off guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I you had, didn't catch me off guard. I had not seen a video of them. I just went into a fight and was like, okay, let's see what she does. Uh, and that second blast on the special one was like, oh, 
I got yep. dexed twice now. Uh, and then I, got I had not, I had not seen her special two until last night. I finally did a, a fight where she lived long enough that I saw the special two. Uh, and it's similar to what it was before. There's just a little mm-hmm. more uh, pomp and circumstance before the actual lightning bolt. Um, but they're really cool looking. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they they're doing small changes to animations and stuff with uh, Captain America and Gamora and Storm. Uh, but they really add a lot, even though they're not necessarily like huge changes. It it really it really really is a cool a cool look. Um, Storms are really neat. I like them a lot, and I feel like they fit her character really I... well. I don't know when Captain America has changed, but and maybe it's just something that I'm not, I've never noticed before. But the running forward and like having a red, white, and blue blur with him with his uh, shield, I guess I thought it was really cool. I noticed that uh, maybe a month ago. Yeah, that was the animation change that they made. They added red and white flourishes to his shield bashes and stuff. Uh, they added it. Uh two months ago maybe or maybe just a month ago it it hasn't been there a super long time uh, it was in the last last couple of months so but I really like it I know it's a super small thing but I really enjoy it like uh, I love when I'm doing arena fight with OG Cap and he runs in and punches and there's a red white and blue like trail behind his shield I think it's a really neat touch so alrighty so have you uh, had any crystal openings or ranked anybody up recently, David? I think so. I think so. I just fought Renchar. Sorry. Oh, you're good. <laughs> um, I did some AQ fights. Which one is this? I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I, I beat him. <laughs> he was. I should have read the nodes. What's his stun immunity junk? Oh, uh, let's yeah, see. Here. He has. He has three. He has immunity to three different things, and they cycle. He starts with stun yeah, immune, and the first one seconds, and then he switches to two other ones. I don't remember what the other ones are. Heal block immunity, and I don't remember what the third one is. Uh, Rentro and Wong were both fairly easy fights. Um, they're not too bad. Yeah, I just torched them. They're. Uh, their special ones are both easy to deck, so if you can just bait special ones, you'd be fine. The only thing with Wong is his Eldritch energy. You gotta watch out mm-hmm. for that, but because I did not know how that worked. I was about to ask uh, what's it, wrong with Wong, but what's wrong with Wong? And what's it just, wrong with Wong? Yeah. <laughs> so I pulled a six-star Silver Centurion last week. So I was Congrats. excited about that. Yeah, I, I was super stoked about that. I've been thinking about taking my five star to R five, so now that I have a six star, I will not do that. But I don't. Uh, I know I opened something because I have like no crystals. <laughs> I don't know what I opened. And I just didn't care, or I I don't know. It's it. I'm in a interesting play right now because yeah, I just don't care. Yeah, for uh, sure. Let me see. I'm looking back to see. I'm sure I screenshotted it. Oh, I got a five star toad. Oh, nice. I like Toad uh, a lot. He's and I popped five four-star ca- crystals the other day, and I got two new characters that I didn't have as four-stars. Nice. Uh, Penny Parker and uh, Jabari Panther. So that was kind of cool. cool. Yeah, that's fun. 
I took yeah. my four-star Null to rank five last night for, nice. for this morning, one or the other, for level up. Because I was one tier two alpha short of being able to rank up a six-star. Mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't want to 565 another five-star right now. I want to rank it's, up a six-star. Is it still uh, rank up? Uh, level up? Maybe. Oh, yeah, I got three minutes left, and six, I haven't eight, done anything. Six eight, it's probably close to over. But I got three minutes left, and I've got a bunch of four stars that I can rank up while I'm on here with you. Three minutes, can I do it? Maybe. Depends on how slow we'll your phone is, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see, who do I want to rank up? I'm trying to think if I ranked up anybody else. I think I ranked up my three star Rintra a little bit to finish off the level up milestones. Uh, but that's who else did I rank? I finally mm -hmm. took my I finally took my five star Gwimpool to five sixty five. I can't remember if I said that on the show or not. Mm -hmm. and I feel like I ranked up somebody else too, but I don't remember who it was. Oh, I think I took my Spidey ninety nine to rank three. He's a five star, but I've been working on bringing him up a little bit. I think that I've decided that I really want to rank up my five star Odin. Okay. Because I've been using I him like for him. the I've been using him for the pre fights. Mm -hmm. Uh but I I've used him some when my, the rest of my team dies, and I don't want to revive. I try to finish stuff off with my Odin, who's only like rank one or rank two. Uh, but I think I like him, so I think I might. I yeah, think, I, I like I think the pre fights fight enough, with. and I think his I think his kit's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So I think I might rank him up so that he's actually usable beyond just the pre fights, because I think he I think he's got something there. So. Alrighty, is there anything else you wanted to talk about this week, man? No, I think that's, I think that's about everything. everything. Yeah, um. so. Alrighty. Uh, well, if you want to catch up with us on social media, uh, you can catch us on Twitter. I'm at Pastor Coco, and the number two, David, is at Sinister Minister without the E's. That's uh, right. And our show is at Pastors Assemble. Uh, you can catch all the archived episodes at anchor.fm slash pastorsassemble. Uh, and there's also a donation page if you would like to contribute to our recording fund. Um, hopefully the audio has been good the last few weeks. We started using a new uh, recording platform that seems to be working pretty good. Um, but it costs us a couple of bucks to do each episode, which is worth it to have quality audio. Uh, but if you'd like to contribute, you are more than welcome to do so. As I said earlier, I have to pay $2,300 for my car AC, and David's got some, some costs coming up as well. Um, <laughs> but we are going to do the podcast regardless, because it costs us like 2 bucks to record. Um, so, uh, you know, 8 bucks a month is worth it to, to provide this audio goodness for all of our dozens of fans. <laughs> so, uh, if you have something you would like to hear us talk about on the show or someone you would like to have us talk to on the show, reach out to us, let us know, beg them, tell them that we'd love to have them on the show. Uh, we have a couple of guests that said they would like to come on. I've just got to work with David and get the get them scheduled out because they can't record during our normal recording time, so we'll have to do some special recording sessions to do those episodes, but hopefully we'll get those done over the next few months. Maybe David will be semi 
unbusy over the summer, but not. <laughs> uh, but uh, we just want to remind y'all that we love you, uh, and we love getting to to spend time talking about uh, all this nerdy stuff that we all love together. Uh, and we want you to know that if you need something, if you need to talk to somebody, or if you're going through something, please reach out to us. We'd love to to talk with you and uh, be a listening ear for you. Uh, so I'm going to pray for us as is our custom, and then we'll get out of here for this week. Father God, we thank you so much that we get this time together to to enjoy conversation with each other and also to provide uh, content and uh, something fun and nerdy to talk about with those that listen to us. Uh, we pray that you would be with all of us as we go through our lives and we go through our busy schedules and you would remind us to to focus on the important things uh, and to offer ourselves grace uh, whenever we slip up or whenever we don't keep the main thing the main thing. Uh, and let's pray for those that would listen to this podcast. I pray that they would see us as uh, people that they can come to if they are in need or if they need uh, someone to talk to or someone to listen, uh, that we are here and we are willing to, to be those people. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. We will catch you next week uh, on Pastors of Civil. Peace out. All right. See you all.